Hi, welcome to the iFanboy.com uh, Pick of the Week audio download extravaganza fun time. Uh, iFanboy.com is a website where we discuss comic books and comic book related stuff. Uh, and every week, one of us will read a big stack of comic books and write the review on what they thought was the best pick of that week. Um, and we've decided to do that in audio form, which you can uh, listen to and enjoy. Uh, put it on your MP3 player, take to the gym. If you're a comic book reader who goes to the gym, but that makes no sense. Anyway, uh, I'm Josh. Uh, I did the pick this week. Uh, I'm here with my two uh, iFanboy contributors. Uh, Ron? I'm Connor. Uh, lovely, lovely gents, both. Uh, this week, uh, I read a couple of books. Uh, I read... Uh, yes, how big was your big stack of books this my, week? Yeah, big how stack. Big, exactly how much did you spend? <laughs> well, I went in because I had to buy my last three weeks' worth, so I spent like 30 bucks. But it's because it was like a month's worth of comics. So um, how many books actually came out this week? Two. Two? Two. They were both by Brian Michael Bendis. Oh, Thankfully, they were both not drawn by Brian by Mark Bagley. <laughs> I'm got it in for Bagley. He's such a Bagley hater. It's awful. I am. I keep buying his work. I'm keeping him in the chips, you know. But I don't. I don't want to admit it. I bought uh, Ultimate Spider-Man '85 and um, what was the other one? Powers 14. That would be my pick, and I've forgotten what it was called. That's rough. That's rough. I was gonna buy Jonah Hex, but uh, I think they were out of it, or I didn't see it, or my comic shop doesn't stack uh, non non superhero titles in places where you can find them. Is this the new comic shop? We broke up, though, so it's over soon. Right now, we're just kind of in an awkward phase. Uh, so I picked uh, Powers 14. We pick Powers a lot around here, although I, I guess we haven't picked it for about a year, which shows you how fast my life is going by as I hurtle towards death. <laughs> I feel like I've written a review for every third Powers issue that have come out. But, I mean, let's let's you know, you know keep it real. That we've, uh, Pretty much every other week, we review a Bendis book. It's true. I can only uh, surmise that he's been paying one of you and I don't know about it, or he's quite good at his job. Oh, was I supposed to be handing out uh, money? Well, if you could divide it up instead of spending it on coke and whores. Sorry. Again. They're expensive, expensive whores. Why did you pick Powers? Okay, I picked Powers because it, it was really good. Uh, Bendis is one of these guys that obviously is like the big name in comics and he's the darling of everything. And he's, you know, he's Grant Morrison, but with a love of deadlines and making sense. Um, I'm just all about bashing people. <laughs> um, no, but uh, it's one of those things where, like, Powers is this book where he, he you, you can tell like he cares about it. He, he keeps trying things. He keeps doing new things that are really that are really interesting and good, and just using the medium and and trying to do different things uh, that he hasn't done before. And it's not like he's just phoning it in, him or Emming. And I really like that. I think one of the things that I that 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 struck me this week was that he had uh this little tiny superhero character that's like the atom or whatever and it was a girl and all of her scenes were drawn uh sort of from her point of view where the word balloons of everybody else were gigantic you know so the like the everybody else's words seemed really big and it's just one of those little tiny graphic things that that I noticed that that you know he that they're trying to do that make it seem a little more interesting than your regular biff bam pow book um i can't believe i just said that Biff Bam Pow. What am I writing a story about Batman? <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed the book as always. I think it's one of those things like it almost doesn't seem like it's worth it because it goes by really fast because they draw those big panels. But uh, I've always loved Emmings art ever since I bought the first one, which is why I bought it. I said that's weird. It looks like a cartoon, but it's a detective story. That's fun. I, I think um, I think not to interrupt you, but I think um, his, his layouts also like if the layout in the last couple of pages when the uh, internal affairs police cop is invest is 
talking to the other the chick cop. Yeah, and that was a very you Here, know, wait. Here's something I remember for no reason. Anna Stone. Okay. That was her name. Was that her name? That was the that was the IA girl. She's Stone all white. Stone silence. I'm looking. Yeah, at, I'm looking. At, oh yes, Anna Stone. You are correct. There she is. Check that out. Yeah, I think she's shown up before. That's she's, why she's like all white and pasty. Yeah, that is, yeah, that's weird. Anyway, she's not Emma Frost. She's Anna Stone. She is no camel toe. She is no. Oh. Nice. <laughs> nice. Getting blue on the iFanboy Radio podcast. <laughs> iFanboy After Dark. Not Fanboy Radio. No. iFanboy, where we get dirty. Anyway. <clears throat> Anyways, it was a very good read, and uh, they've all been, uh, you know, except for the monkey sex stuff, which was even sort of good in its way. Um, um, what did What did you think of the? Uh, now he's been Bendis has, Bendis has been doing in the past couple of issues of this arc this little like the every couple of pages the comedian bit. You know what? I don't get it entirely. I don't get it either. I don't get oh, it either. But to be honest, but I still think it's another example of him doing something different with the medium that most people don't do. It's an example of him doing something that's really strange and it's not usual. And you know maybe we'll understand it later. That's my guess. Is that everything he does we tend to understand later, even if you don't at first. And he gives people the. The, the the credit to, that they're going to have the patience with him to do that. Right. Although that being said, this one where she was complaining about internet people complaining about her, I thought it, that was kind of lame. That little, was kind of too direct. A little Kevin Smithy. A little bit. Yeah. But even so, just like, well, I mean, we know lots of people on the internet talk bad. It's not not necessary. But but I still like that. It's because it's not like somebody's doing stand up comedy. It's like it's like, like ranting. A confessional ranting or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's not comedy at all. Which is no, weird. yeah, it's not because I thought it was like a comedian because what Club Cinderella and a mic and everything. But I don't right. know. I'm sure it will make sense eventually, and you'll I'm be sure. like, "Hey, that was clever." Or, so, what a waste of my time. So, do you think Bendis keeps his A material for powers? Yeah, I think he does. Although, I mean, at the same time, it's I, I don't think he phones in any of them. I think his books all have a different thing, and he keeps powers material that would fit with powers in powers. He keeps you know Spider-Man and Daredevil stuff where it should be because they're all different books. I mean, right. you know, they're nothing alike, and they're all, I'd say, pretty high quality. So I think it just depends. I mean, Powers is like his – you can tell he loves cop shows. Like he's watched a shitload of Dick Wolf shows and like, you know, Homicide and, and, and The Wire and all that stuff, and it all shows in there. Uh, but none of that stuff shows up in the other books, I don't think. Right. It's good stuff. Yeah, it is good stuff. I mean, I, I, Powers is probably the most picked of the week book in our history. In our five years, probably five years of, of existence, we've probably picked it. Off Central been around that long. Yeah, had, yeah. well, I still have never even read an issue of Gotham Central. So, you are a philistine and a whore. <laughs> well, that said, <laughs> Connor, what did you buy this week? <laughs> um, wait, actually, not done. If two of your good friends are consistently telling you over the course of three years that this book is good over and over and over and over and over again, and you're still not reading it, one begs the question: Why? Well, it can probably be summed up in that I don't read the Batman universe. Not a Batman book. Not a, yes, it's it is. A cop book. It's a cop Gotham book. Central. Yeah, but it's not it's about Batman. Gotham. Well, regardless, I need Batman's to save. A minor character. I need to save my money so I can continue buying lesser quality books that I've been buying since I, since I was fourteen. So they actually canceled the most recent Excalibur, but it's coming back, which I'm very excited about. Thank God. Um. So Connor, what'd you buy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I also got Powers, and I also got Ultimate Spider-Man 85, and I also got Jonah Hex number one, and Superman 223, and Outsiders 30, and the unreadable Detective Comics 813, and Bulletier number one, JSA 79, and I think of all those, 
Jonah Hex number one is definitely my favorite, as I am a big Western horror. Was it a good Western book, or was it like sort of a okay Western book? Because I know oh, Azarello released some uh, some uh, some Western stuff that was like okay, but not great. Was it like the Rawhide Kid? Uh, I didn't buy the Rawhide Kid. Um, Did anyone? But... He's gay. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Man. It was good. There was a little kid fighting a dog, and it was good. <laughs> Jonah Hex was Jonah Hex was drawn as uh, Clint Eastwood, and there was lots of shooting. You know, it's a good Western. Really, my standards are low at this point. <laughs> Um, I just think it was, it was, I picked it probably because it's different. You know, it's not a superhero book, it's not a relationship book, it's not uh, a cop book, it's a cowboy book, and there's not many of those left, which is why I enjoyed reading it. Yeah, I honestly don't even think I've ever read a Western comic ever. Have you watched Western movies? Do you like Westerns? I, I like Young Guns. That's not a Western. That's not a western. That's, well, it is. It's, it's a, western. a new kids on the block video on horses. It's actually very historically accurate, but this is not the time or the yeah, place. Young guns it's, is really it's young guns. Young guns is quality. It's not a western, though. Right, and it's not the guns of Navarone. I know that, you know. Like so, which I've also seen. I've seen the Magnificent Seven. I've seen blah blah blah. I've Those are westerns. I'll give jo- you that. Outlaw Josie Wales, all that stuff. All I've right. seen it. All right. I, I just never really got into westerns as comics. I just, I, I mean, you, know, you don't have much opportunity because there aren't many of them. That's a good point. Maybe it used maybe. to be, you know, a huge. You know, a huge genre within the comic book realm, but it's not anymore. Did you read well, these as a kid? kid? Killed it. No, but that was before we were any of us were born. It was okay. before the uh, you know when we were romance comics and there were all kinds of different comic books. No, right. they're gone. But I really enjoyed it. Good. If for no other reason than the creepy uh, skin over the mouth thing that Jonah Hex has going on. Ooh, that is creepy. I forgot about that. Ugh. Yeah. But uh, Do you have something to say, Mister Anderson? Powers. Um, Powers is. Uh, sorry. It's excellent every every month, without a doubt, but it's just sort of boring in its excellence. He's been so good that I'm sick of him being good. Yeah, I, I mean, i got to agree with Connor. I mean, the past year or so worth of books I've, have been really good, but they none of them have knocked me off my chair like the first uh, volume did. You know What does? Well, we'll get to that in a moment, but we're talking about powers. Um, no, no, I'm, you know, like, like if that's not doing it, is there anything that's filled that place? Because I know that that was the book for a oh, while. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Darede- Bendis' Daredevil has really? been, if you ask me, is probably the best run in this century so far. It's it's oh. been ridiculously good. The last Better than the Claremont, John Byrne, uh, Uncanny X-Men? Well, let's not go. get go He said this century. Yeah, this century. I, that's I, not I, this century. I limited he's, he's it getting... within... Within you can say years. decade too. Oh, so you're saying the last five years. I yeah, last five years. Um, no, the, the like the last last week's issue of Daredevil that Bendis wrote was was just awesome. It was just like I read it twice. It was so good. Like twice I in a row. Yet. So it's really good. It's really good. All right. So anyway, what did you like this week? Well, I bought um, six books this week. I got uh, Young Avengers number seven, uh, Powers fourteen, Ultimate Spider-Man eighty-five. Uh, the Punisher number 27 because I still buy The Punisher. Who writes that? Garth Ennis does. Still? And, yeah, and the reason why is because does? Garth Ennis still writes it, and Steve Dillon originally did the art, remember on the fir- when they relaunched it? Yeah, I and, it. And he And he probably hasn't done the art in maybe two years, but I keep thinking he's just taking a month off and this is a fill-in artist, hoping that the next issue is Steve Dillon. And it's not, is it? No, he hasn't come back for a while. I'm kind of sad about that. And but um, uh, Punisher's as like Detective Comics, the Punisher it was unreadable. Um, but I also bought House of M number eight and Marvel Team Up number fourteen, which features Spider-Man crossing over with Images Invincible. Um, 
And my pick of the week was narrowed down to Marvel Team Up number 14 or House of M, and I actually went with House of M number 8. Which uh, you could explain the entire plot line to us in 30 seconds. Go. Um, world is taken over by... not is remade into being ruled by mutants, and it's the Scarlet Witch. She went crazy and um, gave everybody what they wanted, and now they all woke up and figured it out, and now everything's back to normal. That made no sense. Yeah, well, read the book. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. It's a long, convoluted storyline because it's X-Men related and we need to be complicated. Is it actually good? It actually was good. Well, Bendis wrote, Bendis wrote it as well, which is, you know, you know, on his, like, duality of Bendis now as opposed to, you know, kind of single-character, focused Daredevil, Ultimate Spider-Man. Now he's all about Avengers and House of M and, and team books. But, I think um, I've never read any of his team books. Um, I really like I really like the Avengers run. So yeah, I mean, New Avengers yeah. is good. Yeah, New Avengers has been really really good, and and probably because he's he put Spider Man in it, and he's the best Spider Man writer um, mm-hmm. that we've seen recently in terms of dialogue. But um, no, I'm but still House waiting of, for that upcoming Kevin Smith Spider Man run. Don't don't even get me started. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Um, so, so I mean, this had a huge cast of characters, and it was, you know, like, an entire page. The first page is basically explaining what happened, um, where the Scarlet Witch remade the world so that mutants were in charge and everybody got what they wanted. Um, but then a small group of heroes figured it out and reset everything back, and this is the, the first issue where everything's back to normal. And the people who um, helped bring it back to normal remember what happened, but nobody else remembers it. And this basically has the big lasting effect on the Marvel Universe now. This is their big kind of crisis crossover where, Let me um, ask you one thing. Yes. What the hell does House of M mean? The whole per- the whole thing was that mutants were in the majority and humans were in the minority, and Magneto Magneto was the leader of the country of Genosha. So and... it could be mutants or Magneto. Well, no, no, no. I'm explaining it to you. If you just be Sorry. quiet, you, you'd hear it. I like to jump ahead. I know you do. Um, so Magneto is the ruler of Genosha, and what his like kind of like the House of Wales. It was the House of M. That was the name of his royal court. I see. And, Let me tell um, you something. Yeah. You're uh, one of Magneto's kids. You're having. You're in for a rough ride. Yeah, pretty much. And that's as, what I've learned from comic books, as seen in the last issue when um, Magneto pretty much killed Quicksilver. So we think. Um, as seen in the West Coast Avengers in the mid '80s. Yes. So anyway, so the world's back to normal, and the two big long-lasting effects is now um, mutants are wiped out. There's only a handful of mutants left. I think like 200 mutants left in the world, where there. Which is basically retconning everything. Which is fine. That, that filthy muty scum. Um, it's retconning everything Grant Morrison did in his run by making mutants, you know, become in the millions. Um, which also made, you know, long-lasting characters like Iceman lose their powers. Which pisses you off. Which pisses me off big time because he's one of my favorite characters. And for some reason, when something bad happens to characters, it's the ones I like. Here's a question. Does Cyclops still have his abilities? Yes, he does. Cyclops okay. still has his abilities. He can suck the fun out of a room in less than a second. <laughs> Why are you mean to Cyclops? <laughs> he can he can make any comic unfun. <laughs> Listen, he's a leader. He tells it how it is, you know? But, now, uh, guys. And the, the, other, the, <laughs> the other big thing was Wolverine um, got all his memory back. And we don't know what that means for him, but it happened. So, um, so that was House of M, and it was just a big deal in my eyes, and so it was my pick of the week. But a strong runner-up in Marvel Team-Up number 14 with Invincible, um, who also had a trade paperback come out this week, right? Right, we have got the strict rule, pick of the week rule, that you can't pick a trade paperback, because if you, if you could, then easily the Invincible trade would be the pick of the week, I think. Right, I, I, I bought it as well and read it at the gym, ironically enough, and um, it was... What do you I do at the gym that you can read a comic book? I read it cover to cover. 
I doing I what? The elliptical. Standing by the water cooler? No, the elliptical thing. You're supposed to use your hands on that. I am. I'd Are sweat all mutant? over that. I'm anyway. a dirty sweater. No, I, I've actually gotten really... Ever since I started bringing comics to the gym, I've been, I've been able to minimize my sweat exposure. Probably because you're not working out. Oh, I'm working out. <laughs> this just got real dirty for me. <laughs> so, um, you know, but that Invincible trade was really good. And Invincible I, has got to be top one of the top books out it is, right now. It is really good. I mean, I'm, I'm really impressed by Kirkman. And I just it just dawned on me that the titles of the trade paperbacks are named after sitcoms. Or really? TV shows. They are? Please enlighten me. Well, this one is... You guys didn't know this? This one is called The Facts of Life. Mm-hmm. And the previous one is called... Um, one was called Family Matters. Uh, volume two was called Eight Is Enough. Huh. Volume, volume three was called Perfect Strangers. Volume four was called Head of the Class. Oh wow! Yeah. How long till they do Night Court? Uh, uh, I don't know. It Years? Be, yeah. <laughs> well, what's great is that he he's working in these TV show titles with actually the plot of the the book, because like you know Head of the Class is when he graduated, and Perfect Strangers is about him and his dad, and Eight Is Enough was about all his team ups, and vo- Volume one was Family Matters when he got his you know, powers and his dad and his family and all that crap. So, I like Kirkman's Madeline really Pope. good. Rather, cl- yeah, Kirkman's really, really good. I've, uh, I, I wish I read more of his actually. To be honest, you should read, read Battle uh, Pope. Battle Pope is good. Go pick up Battle Pope. It's a romp. Okay. <laughs> I'm walking down the too. back. That's what Richard Corliss from Time said. Battle Pope. It's a romp. <laughs> um, and I like the art in Invincible a lot too. This Otley mm. guy. He's pretty good. Isn't that super? That is super. All right, I think we've pretty much hit the end of this for now. <laughs> so, thank you for listening to iFanboy's Pick of the Week uh, audio extravaganza. Um, you can, If you've liked what you heard, you can visit iFanboy.com and read Josh's um, written Pick of the Week and tune in next week to see what um, you pick. I'm going to pick because next week's my pick, and it's you, probably going to be you X-Men can, related because that's what I read. You can um, comment. You can comment on the pick of the week. Too. We'll see. Yeah, and you can comment on Josh's pick of the week. Yes, correct. Or um, any of them. And you can also visit ifanboy.com to see what we're talking about and feel free to join in in the conversation and give the dude somebody else to talk to Ooh. other than us. Okay, um, Mom, you can hit stop now. It's over. Because <laughs> she's who's listening, you see. No, I, I couldn't get her to figure out how to download this to save her life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at contact at ifanboy.com. So that said, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. And I'm Greg Rucka. Thank you for listening to Ifan Boy. <laughs> I'm not Greg Rucka. I don't sound like Al Frank. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>